What is up, Fit Community? Welcome back to another episode on the We Are Fit Collective. Today, in the We Are Fit podcast, we're sitting down with one of our members, one of our pillar members at the Fortitude Strength community named Jess Cole. Jess started our CrossFit class before I, Cody, the owner, was even doing CrossFit. She has a wealth of knowledge, experience. This is truly one of my favorite people to sit down and have a conversation with about things like your inner voice and mindset and doing this training thing, this fitness thing with health, longevity, sustainability in mind. You're gonna get a ton of value from the next 30 minutes of this podcast, and it's all truly coming from Jess. I offer very little as far as awesome information uh, in this podcast. I'm so excited to share this conversation with you. I hope you find a ton of value in it. If you do, do me one huge favor. Share this with somebody who needs to hear it. I'm not gonna take another second of your time. Enjoy the episode, and thank you for being a part of a community that is fit. Welcome back to another episode of A Community That Is Fit podcast. Today we're sitting down with with one of our our pillar members, and when I say pillar, I mean that she is really, in essence, what we look for as a as a as a member of this community, she embodies our core values and um, is really coachable. She's been around for a long time, right? You've been doing CrossFit longer than I have, <laughs> and uh, it, it it's a joy to to coach you and work with you, and uh, you know, see you interact with the community. Thanks, Cody. I really would. Uh, I like to have you introduce yourself. Let uh, let everybody know who you are. All right, Jive. All right, so I'm Jessica Cole. Um, I'm 50 years old. I started CrossFit in June of 2011. Wow. So coming up on my ninth anniversary. Yeah. Um, this, is, this is the longest and most consistently I've ever adhered to something like this. Like a fitness routine? Like a fitness routine, yeah. sure. I mean, my family and my job, sure, yeah. but. <laughs> Um, What'd you do before? I would walk with my mom and some of her friends, you know, four miles a few times a week. Um, You know, as a a kid, I was on the golf team. I was a lifeguard. But um, no serious routines, really. Yeah. Nothing um, regularly scheduled, nothing disciplined. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. one of the things that we, we got into, we've gotten into a r- lot of really cool discussions over the last couple of days, mm-hmm. um, talking about habits and how long these things actually take. And I think you shared something with, uh, with, the, with the, the Facebook group that we have last night about, and refresh me on this, it was for every year that you've been alive, it takes uh, one month to rewire old habits and programming. Mm-hmm. Uh, dive into that a little bit. Sure. Uh, when Dennis and I 
had young boys, we took a parenting class. And so as we were learning some new techniques, they reminded us often that for every year in age of your child, it was gonna take a month to get them to change their behavior. So if you had a four-year-old, it was gonna take four months to see some change. Yeah. But I really think that applies to us as adults because at 50 years old, I've got some very deeply ingrained habits. Yeah. It's not gonna take 21 days to change that. Right. There, there's no way. Is that a start? Certainly. I would never discourage somebody from, from starting it, but realistically, yeah. you've got to plan on months and months and months of work to make something a habit and a lifestyle. And I think about that back when I started CrossFit. It was, it was an effort to go to class. Yeah. Um, you're tired and you're sore and it's work. Yeah. But there, there came a point, and it was just about the time you moved into this facility, so I don't remember how long. That would have been 2016-17-ish. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, that it no longer became the work. I, I look forward to getting here. Mm. Um, it, it's part of my day. It's the best hour of my day. And <clears throat> having gotten to that stage, you and I've talked a lot. The last, the last year especially, but I would say the last three years have been especially good for me here. Yeah. Lots of growth and new skills and abilities, well, and that's that's been fun. And so that's even more motivating. Right. Well, I, there's a lot there. I mean, at at 50 years old, you are setting personal records in things that you're doing now like as far as lifting or gymnastic movements? All of them. Yeah. All of them. Rowing, biking, running. I ran my best mile ever earlier this fall. Man. At 50. Yeah. <laughs> so age is a number, old's an attitude. I yeah. always say that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, we've, I've heard that a lot from, from you and, uh, and Gail. Uh-huh. I love that one. The other thing there is the journey is is long and it's there's so much everything is a lot easier than prioritizing health and fitness and wellness i mean going netflix is easy uh -huh. sitting on your ass is easy uh -huh. right stuffing potato chips and fast food that's easy it took you five years of hard like I don't necessarily know if I want to go to the gym today, but I'm going to go anyway. I don't really feel like it. I'm so before you got to where you're like, okay, I'm doing it. I'm going. So what got you to through those, those five years? Because somebody at some point in time has come into the gym or a gym or any gym and not been able to make it through the first five days. Yeah. A few things. So you know, even after all this time, Cody, you know, I'm still a scaled athlete. Um, and I, what I really like is you're, you're teaching everyone now. You should feel better when you leave yeah. than when you came in. And as a scaled athlete, that has almost always been the case. Um, when Dennis was coming to CrossFit with me, we would leave together and go, boy, I sure do feel better when I leave. Yeah. 
so that was part of it. Um, I may not feel good going in, but I will feel better when I leave. Mm -hmm. But a really important component here is the people. Yeah. I come here for friendships and support and encouragement. And I come here because I get to work out next to my mother and next to my son. Mm. And that that has a lot of meaning for me. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. That, that my mother at 70 is still thriving and can do these things. We don't do the movements in the same way. We may not do the same number of reps, whatever. But we can come in and do our workouts side by side. Yep. Um, same thing with Marshall. I, I can't do what he does, but I, what I love is that he has asked me to do competitions with him. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's cool. That like, is dope. He wants to do that with me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so many friendships. There's not a person here that I don't enjoy. And so I can show up here and, and get a break from work, see people I like, feel better when I leave. That's most of it. Yeah. I, the, the results are a great side benefit, but it's what happens inside these walls that's really cool and meaningful yeah. to me. I love that. And one of the things that I'm going to do is at the beginning of this episode, we're going to see kind of a... Uh, a when you started and where you are now <laughs> okay. picture. And people are gonna see that and be like, holy shit, I want that. And what they, what I, you have testified to is that this is the culmination of almost nine years of effort. Yeah. And in the last, in the last, since we did the nutrition challenge last mm -hmm. year, you've really started to dial in some pieces that weren't necessarily the focus the seven years prior. That's right. Right. We worked on some figuring out a good macronutrient prescription for you that kept you fueled and improved body composition mm -hmm. while creating some strength. And now and you've taken part in the specialty programs and developed your your toolbox and skills. And now we're working on some individual programming to, to help you achieve those other big goals, the yeah. big hairy goals. Uh -huh. Right. What is. What has been the, the catalyst for you and the reason that you took part in some of those, those specialty things and the, the personal programming and the nutrition components? Well, let me start with nutrition because I think this is common. I avoided it because I was afraid of all the things I was going to have to give up. Mm. And <clears throat> what, what I got out of that is that I didn't have to give anything up. I had to learn how to manage it. Yeah. Um, so do I still have a glass of wine? Yep, I sure do. Um, do I still have pizza? Sometimes. It doesn't taste nearly as good as it used to, which is disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> but if I want something, I either make a conscious choice to build the rest of my day around it, or one day out of 14 or 21 or whatever isn't going to blow everything. Right. And so <clears throat> I'm finding good ways to substitute different foods, different ingredients in my recipes so that I can still eat the foods that are familiar to me, taste good to me, um, and, and meet those macro goals. Yeah. And it, in a way that's challenging to me and I like it. Yeah. I, I like fiddling with stuff and 
yeah, I, I can make that lasagna. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's been great. And I, I did a four-week challenge, and I'm happy to say to you, I've stuck to it, Love it. since then. Right. Now, the, like the specialty classes you've done, I do those just because they're fun. Yeah. And I always walk out of here with something new. Um, we did the, the powerlifting course. That, that was great. Steve is just a wealth of knowledge. And I, I walked out of there stronger. But, you know, we used to do them on Saturday mornings, yep. just an hour, an hour and a half. And you did one. It was just gymnastics. But we spent the day on, like, headstands and handstands. Well, for all my life, I'd never been able to do a headstand unless it was against the wall. Mm -hmm. And whatever we did that day, whoop, boom, you know, oh, I can do one. You know, so I, I walk out of those sessions feeling very successful. Yeah. So that always makes me want to do another one, <laughs> you know. Success oh, builds more success. Yeah. And some... Sometimes you have to be deliberate in how you frame success. Hmm. Um, it's sort of like, you know, your attitude of gratitude. Just find something to be grateful for. Well, just find something that you didn't do before or some new skill you gained and call that success and right. then build on it. Yeah. You know, you can't go from walking in the door to doing ring muscle-ups, or most people don't anyways. Right. <clears throat> And so every little success is a victory and, and you just have to celebrate them. Yeah. That's uh, that goes, that ties into the, the whole, like being goal oriented versus process oriented. It, again, going back to kind of what we talked about this week, people set these big hairy goals and I love it. Like, dude, let me know what you want to do, hmm? but keep in kind like the steps and the little progress on the way. That is, that's a PR. Like you had never done a headstand before. Right. <laughs> and then boom, we're in a headstand. If it was, I'm going to get a handstand, I'm going to be able to handstand walk. And then that's the only measure of progress. Until we get that, we're not going to feel that fulfillment. Exactly. Right. It's the, it's the weight loss thing, right? People have set goals. I want to lose 20 pounds. And then they're like, I lost 16, but I didn't lose 20. Dude, you lost 16 pounds. Like, right. You have so much more capacities or abilities and all these things because you're appreciating the journey along the way. Right. Well, you know, the open. Yeah. The last workout had muscle-ups. Well, I, I've never even tried one. And, you know, you walked me through that. I didn't get one. Yeah. But you know what? I attempted one. Yeah. And so that, that felt cool. Yeah. It wasn't a failure. It was still a win. Um, you know, and so I've set my goals for this year. I do not have a goal established to get a muscle up. My goal is a certain amount of practice every week. Nice. If I do that, it'll be a win. Yep. If I ever get a ring muscle up, that'll be fabulous. But I won't be crushed if I don't get one. Well, by practicing every week, you're likelihood that you will get that ring muscle up goes up exponentially. Right. But you, you, it's all about how you frame your victories. 100%. And one of the things that you've always done really well 
is, is take the win, right? The PR, it's okay, I PR'd by five pounds. Boom, PR, we're good for today. Mm -hmm. Where people run into that wall and set themselves up for failure or injury is they hit that five pounds and like, let's go 10 more pounds. And then we throw yeah. that on. And then what ha the, the best possible case scenario is that we don't get it. And now we feel bad about ourselves because we didn't get the 10, but we got the five. Mm -hmm. Worst case scenario is we maybe get injured. Right. Right. So I love the framing of the, of the goals. Don't be greedy. Yeah. Don't be greedy. Well, it's a long, it's a long road. And we've said this for a long time, but mm -hmm. we forget about it as soon as people, myself included, I've done this. I'm one, I'm notorious for this. Forget about it as soon as you walk in the gym. Right, we forget that it's that long, low trajectory towards the distant horizon, and we right. want to chase the the thing today. Yeah, it's yeah. No, I. You're you're badass, ninety year old. Right. I I want to be the granny water skiing. Yeah. You know. Um. I I want to be I want to be an active grandma someday. I want I, I want to live a really active and, and healthy life. I enjoy this, and so I want it to go as long as I can. I love that. And so that means injury-free. 100%. If, if something took me out of here for six months, I would be crushed. Yeah. So in, in the things I do, I, I work on avoiding injury. Yep. Today's workout. I got on the pull-up bar and did three pull-ups, and they didn't feel good. Yeah. Nope. Let's do ring rows today. That's perfect. You know, rather than being like, ah, they don't feel good, but I'm just going to keep doing them anyway. Right. Doesn't make sense. That, it doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense for anybody. But um, that's something that we preach very, we try, we don't preach, we try to instill mm -hmm. in the, in the people that we work with. Yeah. What is, what's the goal, the, the long-term goal, right? Because nobody, I have yet to have somebody who walked in the doors and said, I want to be competitive in the sport of CrossFit or an Olympic weightlifter, and I want to do this, I want to make money doing this. Yeah. It's the ego performance and health training buckets. Sure. Right? So we're, we're a lot of where we're at right now, what I want to do, let's, let's take a step back. Take me to before you started. Okay. Right? What, uh, what problems were you facing before you found CrossFit? Well, I was... I was healthy, so I can't say that I was really facing a, a lot of problems. Probably most of them were in my head. Okay. Um, That's a huge problem still. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I'd get out of the shower every morning and look in the mirror and go, oh, my God, saggy butt. Um, you know, not happy with the way, you know, my arms looked flabby. Ugh, you know, that doesn't make you feel good. But it's, the self-talk is yeah. the really harmful thing. Um. So then when, when Dennis took me the first time, walking in, you know, to this room full of weights and barbells, I'm going to tell you that's just intimidating. Yeah. Um, so this is, this is a great environment. You walk in and it looks intimidating, yeah. but the environment is not. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got a 60-foot steel contraption <laughs> bolted to the wall. There's barbells, dumbbells. And I can totally see that. You walk in never being exposed to something like this before, and your first thought's got to be, what the fuck is going on in here? Oh, yeah. Well, especially if you walk in and observe one of our community wads or like even today. Yeah. The room was full. Barbells were 
flying and <clears throat> you know deadlift day people dropping their barbells yeah, and yeah. clanging and banging that's intimidating after a while you learn to love it yeah that's oh, that is the sound of fitness yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i love that it's like christmas music or something yeah, yeah, yeah. um but I, I over time cody that that self-talk has changed because as you start to identify as something new, you change the way you talk to yourself. Yeah. And so, you know, at first it, it became, well, I am kind of fit, you know? And after a while, I started thinking of myself as an athlete, which was, that was really new. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I think that's perhaps part of why I finally did the nutrition challenge and why I've been able to stick to it. Because in my values, we talked about this during our goal setting session. I, I am a, I'm a healthy person. I value fitness. When you identify as an athlete, as a healthy person, as someone who's fit, you make choices that support that value. Right. Um, if I were still self-talking to myself and saying, you got a saggy butt and you're overweight and those kind of things, you make choices that support those things. Yeah. It's very much the, the power of belief and you are exactly who you say you are. But one yes. of the other things that's important there is, is your word, like your thing I love about you is you're very intentional with your words. And those are that right there, those are statements of affirmation. Mm -hmm. It's who you are, who you believe that you are, who you want to be, not who you are not, rather than saying, I am not an unhealthy person. Right. It is, I am a healthy person. Right. And now you're making those decisions and those actions where I think some people get hung up is the story is, well, I don't want to get sick. I don't want to be fat. Right. I don't want to be unhealthy. And all we do is manifest. It's, it's like if you're driving down the road and I tell you not to find a red car, <laughs> the first thing you're doing is finding a red yeah, car. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and, and too many people focus on things they want to lose. Yeah. I want to lose weight. Yep. And when I have conversations with people, I tell them, focus on your gains. Yeah. Focus on what you can do. I, I can get on that rower. I can, I can lift weight. I can deadlift. I can do ring rows. Focus on the gains rather than the losses. Yeah. That's far more rewarding and it's far more exciting. Right. I love that. What, um, okay. So as we're, we're back before we started CrossFit and we weren't necessarily, um, you know, sticking to any regimented fitness routine, what did, uh, what did you feel like? What did your, your, your frustrations feel like at that time as you tried to solve this, this problem, that, that negative self-talk? How, how did you feel about that at that point in time? Oh gosh, you know, self-esteem is zeroed out. Um, you know, you walk through the world without any confidence. And self-confidence and self-worth, I've had this conversation with people too. Well, so many people tell her she's fit or so many people tell her she's beautiful. I can't believe she doesn't have any better self-worth. No. Doesn't matter what happens on the outside. Self-worth comes from inside. Yeah. Always. So if I've got a self-esteem problem, 
It doesn't matter what you tell me. Right. I'm still going to have a self-esteem problem. Um, and that self-esteem, that self-worth is very much tied to the story, right? It's, it's exactly the story. It's totally that. One thing I heard recently that I really enjoyed was one of the best ways to build self-confidence is to keep the promises that you make to yourself. Oh, yeah. Right? So if you're telling, like, I, I am a fit and healthy person, you now you just can't say that like that that's a great start but you have to make you have to take action in in accordance with with who you believe you are and that identity because yeah. if you tell yourself i'm a fit and healthy person i make decisions based on that and then you're spending less days a week than you in the gym than you are and you're you know not sleeping well not prior, mm -hmm. you're still drinking soda every day you start to degrade that that image of yourself mm -hmm. that we're trying to build up yeah you know, that's, <clears throat> I guess I'm fortunate in that I, I don't often have a problem with accountability to myself. Yeah. If I say I'm going to do something, I, I do. Um, so when I joined the Nutrition Challenge, it, the biggest challenge there was figuring it out. How do I fit my foods into into this program. Yep. Because once I decided to do it, I knew I didn't need you to hold me accountable. Right. I know that I know that other people have that need, but um, I, I'm I'm accountable to myself for coming here and I don't need anybody looking at my food log to make good choices. I can look at it and know if I'm doing it right or not. Yeah. Um you know, my annual goals. I I set goals on January 1st every year. I did it with Dennis this year. Yeah. And, you know, I'm going to save this much money every month. So I do it, you know. But it, it is a promise to yourself. And once you keep those promises to yourself, um, it's like anything else. It, it, you gain momentum. Right. And it, it gets easier and easier, and then you can make bigger promises, and you can do more of them. Yeah. But you have to have that habit of, if I say I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. And I'm not going to do it because my spouse wants me to, or my mother nags me, or any of those reasons. Do it because you want to do it. Yeah, because you say it's important to you. Mm -hmm. it's, it's part of who you are, or it's tied to your values. And... Going back to, you know, the first five years of your journey, you have to do it whether you feel like it or not. Yeah. Because I would, I would wager that like most people, when you started doing all of these things, it, 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 it wasn't easy. No. Like it wasn't, it wasn't naturally like I'm going to hold myself to accountable to doing this thing that I said is important, even though I don't really feel like it. That's not, nothing about that <laughs> makes me feel like this is going to be really automatic and easy to do. No, no. Right. Well, and, you know, parenting my now adult children, I, I tell them the easiest way to do savings, start with $5 a week. You won't notice it. Mm. You know, and as soon as you realize you don't notice it, up it a little bit, up it a little bit. Just incrementally up it because it's, it's like being here. You push press the training bar. Yep. And as soon as that doesn't feel too bad, then you, you move up to a 25-pound bar and then a 35-pound bar. And 
I think all things are like that. Start with what you can do now yep. and then just continue to build. Well, we look at your, to go back to what we're doing for personal programming right now, Yeah. right? The, the biofeedback testing and the, the tension work that we're doing with something like a back squat. Mm -hmm. We figure out what the baseline is, mm -hmm. we back off of that, and then build a progression that takes us back towards it until we can do what we did one for one set of 20 for two sets of 20. Right. Right. Once we get there, now we can progress and we can move past that and we can start checking on different goals. Yeah. Right. Everything has to be that progression. I love mm -hmm. it. Okay. So a lot of frustrations kind of around the self-talk and the, the, the stories that we were telling ourselves about who we were and, and our identity before we, we started doing this thing. Yeah. I get that. Um, all right. So what was the difference about the way that, that we helped you in context of, of those, those stories and, and that goal? Um, you and your coaches have always um, encouraged and empowered me to, to do whatever goal. So when you and I first talked about me doing a pull-up, I'm going to be honest, I was skeptical that I could ever get there. Really? Yeah. And when you told me, you do this work, this 12-week program, and I'll guarantee that you can do a pull-up, I thought, boy, that's bold. Yeah. <laughs> I like bold statements. <laughs> Um, and I got one before I finished Yeah, and, and you were here to see it. That's and awesome. you know, so that, I mean, I was, I was proud oh, yeah. and I was excited, you know, to have you. I was like, Oh God, he was right. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. I like, I, I like that too. <laughs> Works well for me. Um, so you, you, you and your coaches have always encouraged and supported and empowered me, um, but never, never pushed. No one has ever said, you need to be doing more. Yeah. Um, and so that is, it's a comfortable feeling, again, to, to walk in here and know I, I can do the work the way I need to do it. Yeah. Um, and you always help me find great alternatives. And so over time, it, it just changes the way you see yourself. I get out of the shower now, Cody, and I go, damn, that looks good. <laughs> what up? <laughs> Who's it. that badass in the mirror? <laughs> Love it. Uh, something that is important in there is, is the coaching style. We've, I have... I mean, I've been coaching long enough that I have been the type of coach that did when I, when I first started, it was, yo, add five more pounds to that. You can, you can do that. You can, by doing that, I am putting my external, my expectations or my goals on somebody else rather than figuring out what path they want to walk and helping them achieve. Mm -hmm. That's a shitty coach, right? The coach who says, you need to do this. This needs to be your goal. That is, that's not a coach. That's, that's, that's a, I don't know what it is. It's a trainer. Okay? Mm -hmm. Our job as coaches is to take people from where they are to where they want to be. Yeah. Not where I have an expectation. I could, I could sit down with you and be like, yo, I see you at the CrossFit games in five <laughs> years. Let's go right now. And now I build all, all of these things and you're like, don't give a shit about the CrossFit Right. Games. Now I'm living your dream. Exactly. And that's, 
that's not my role. My role is to help and support you. And so is our staff. Yeah. Right. So that's what, that's what we do. Yeah. And that's what we try to do. Mm-hmm. Well, right. There's Marshall and me and my mother. Yeah. We, we come in here and all three of us have different goals. Yeah. You know, we work out side by side, but you support all three of us in different ways in achieving those goals. Yeah. Love mm-hmm. that. Okay, so take me take me uh, through the moment or moments when you started to feel maybe about that that five year mark when you started to feel these things working for you and where 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 that shift happened for you. Oh, was it, it any one thing? Was it a, like a culmination of? No, very very gradual. Yeah. Just little things along the way yeah little things along the way um you and i've talked so often about the magic of the open and there's usually some aha moment that comes in the open yeah and you know i had one of those this year but i every year in the open i've accomplished something that i hadn't done before um deadlifted a weight i hadn't done or um power cleaned, weight I'd never lifted before, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. And then you go, wow, I did it. So then you start thinking, well, I bet I could do it again, mm. you know? So success builds more success. And um, so without being greedy, you know, those, those are the observations I kind of take into the year um, this year, you know, I managed, I'd never even, well, no, I can't say I never tried pistols, but I'd never got one before. Yeah. And then I got some. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow. Yeah. How many did you get? Like seven. Yeah. <laughs> for not, uh, for that not being something that you're working on, that is a really high skill movement to just like fall in, like be <laughs> right? able to do. So, you know, now I'm thinking, well, I should spend some time working on those. Love it. Those, your self-image mm-hmm. about who I am. Oh yeah, maybe I am athletic. So I'm not sure that there was ever any big turning point. I think it has been long and gradual, that mm-hmm. low traje- trajectory. Yep. Um, and enjoying the victories. Yeah. You know, if I die tonight in my sleep, I, I'm going to be happy that I got seven pistols. Yeah. I'm, what I'm not going to do is regret that I didn't do 50. Right. You know? Love that. Okay. So we're, we've talked a lot about where we're at now. What are, uh, what are some of the things that, that you're working towards? What, is, what are the, you know, the, the goals that you might have for the next, the next year in the context of your health and fitness? You know, what is life like now for... Or Jess Cole, almost nine years in. <laughs> um, so maintaining the nutrition. Yeah. Um, that's that's very much a lifestyle, and Dennis goes along for that ride with me, yep. which is, you know, we haven't talked about that, but I also have a partner at home who doesn't question what I'm doing. He doesn't um, he doesn't get resentful about 
me being here or the work I'm doing. Um, and he's he's very complimentary and, and generous of my achievements. Yeah. So that's cool. And you know, then the nutrition challenge and, and the ongoing nutrition. He doesn't complain or um, give me a hard time about the food that I have in the house now. Yeah. Well, you guys took that journey together, yeah, right? Right. You did the nutrition challenge together. Yeah. So, in your opinion, do you think that it? I know the answer to this, but I want to hear you say it. <laughs> Is it, would it have been a harder road if you would have had the pushback at home and not the support system? Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, I would have done it anyways, but yeah, that would be hard. So where, okay. So what do you, how were you able to get that level of buy-in from, from Dennis to be able to go on this journey with you? Because I know that there are a lot of people who want to do something like reform their habits, their nutrition, get involved, but they don't have the support system. Like there's somebody being like, you, you can do that, but I'm not going to. You know, for him, I think he was interested in making a change and didn't know how to do it on his own. Yeah. And so when I said that I was going to do this and I'd like to have him along for the ride, honestly, what it was is he saw the opportunity for me to do the heavy lip lifting, <laughs> <laughs> which is fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but again, it, it's building those habits. And so, you know, the grocery order comes now and he dives right in and we're cutting up our vegetables together and cleaning the fruit and stocking the refrigerator. We're doing that together. Nice. Marshall brings his grocery order out once a week to my house and we do his food prep too. Love it. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, you, it's hard to do alone. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard enough to do alone. It's really, I imagine it's got to be really hard with pushback. Yeah. Um, doing it together gives you a kind of a common denominator, some common ground, something we're doing together. So, you know, when you go to, you know, friend's house and they say, well, I, I just don't know what to fix for dinner because what's on your meal plan? You know, we've we've got this common response. You don't need to worry about our meal plan. Right. That's my worry. I'll I'll make choices accordingly. Yep. Um, so you're able to still go, be social, be oh, active. Yeah. You just are more in control of the choices that you're making yeah. in that. Right. And that's a piece. I think I think people might miss. Like people think I'm going to fall into. I'm going to go into this meal plan. And I'm going to be working on this nutrition, and now I've got to quarantine myself from the world. We can never go out to eat again. We can't go to these dinner parties. No way. Let me tell you, on Thanksgiving, I had a nice big old helping of gravy. Yep. And then I had a huge old slab of prime rib on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, now, I built my day around it. Yeah, that's huge. I didn't eat some big old sugary breakfast on those days. So I didn't I didn't go completely overboard, but you're damn right. I enjoyed those treats. Yeah. They they tasted good and I don't need them every day. And there's there's a there's a level of intention that mm -hmm. is built around that from going all the way back to to the grocery order, right? Mm -hmm. If you one of the best ways to set yourself up for success is control your environment. Right. If you don't bring shit into the house, you're not going to have it when you're like, oh, I want chips. Now right. you have to, there's another barrier to end, like the barrier to it. You have to get in your car. You got to do the drive of shame. You got to go to the, walk into the store with your head down and your hood up. Yeah. 
Yeah. You gotta get the chips. You gotta scan them. Oh god, the coach is gonna see me with Doritos in exactly. my car. You know? <laughs> and more than likely, you're never getting in the car in the first place, right? Yeah, right. So you're not gonna make those choices. You set yourself up with intention. You build your day around having that meal. Mm -hmm. That is the way to be successful. Right. Rather than trying to fill it in on the back end. Yeah. No, right. you can't you can't do the damage and then there's not enough damage control. Right. And so um, that's something I've shared with others here who have done that. It's usually my last task at night, or I may get up early in the morning and over a cup of coffee, I log all my food for the day. This is how I'm going to eat today. Nice. There's a leftover piece of prime rib in the fridge. Okay, I'll put that in for dinner. Mm -hmm. Whew, that makes the rest of the day pretty thin. Yeah, <laughs> right. But I'm going to enjoy it. Yep. <clears throat> and... Yeah, I, I can't imagine doing it without Dennis. I'm yeah. I'm fortunate to have And he's looking good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's leaned up, he's doing well. Yeah. So yeah. it's great. That is awesome. And right? he's he's doing a great job of maintaining too. Great. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So we'll wrap with uh if you had to to leave people, anybody who's watching, listening with with a piece of advice, one or two, some sort of profundity, whatever, uh -huh. that, that you'd like to leave them with? What would you like to tell them? You know, I tell the new people who come here, um, meet people, make friends. Because the, the social part of what we do inside these walls is what will keep you coming back. Yeah. If, if you're going to focus on the, the physical gains, they're going to come too slowly. Um, but the, the social part, the community part, friendships, support, encouragement, that happens in here. Yeah. Meet people, get to know them, find a, a workout buddy or an accountability buddy who will say, I'll see you tomorrow at noon. Yeah. That's, I think that's the key to developing that habit, mm -hmm. to, to make you want to come back tomorrow. Yeah. Um, because coming back is the only way this works. Yeah, love that. So. Jess, thank you so much for sitting down with me. Thank you. Yeah, it was a pleasure. It's always a pleasure, thanks. Yeah, see ya.